Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there and welcome to everybody's favourite theatrical podcast, The Last Show on Earth. I'm John Owen-Jones. And I'm Alistair Brammer, and welcome to the podcast where in each episode we ask our guests the big, big question that nobody ever needed to ask. If there was a huge meteor hurtling towards Earth, threatening to destroy life as we know it, and you could see one more show before you die, what would it be? It can be anything you want, a show you've seen, one that you wish you'd seen, or something you've made up entirely. Our guest today is the very sexy Danny Mac. And that's not just our opinion, folks. That's the opinion of both Inside Soap Awards and the British Soap Awards, who both voted him sexiest male nine times. Oh, he's more than just a sex god, though, John. He's also a very accomplished and excellent actor who began his career as a gavroche in Les Miserables. Yeah, with me as Jean Valjean. God, I feel old. <laughs> and went on to star in shows like Wicked, On the Town, The Mousetrap, Legally Blonde, White Christmas, Amelie, Sunset Boulevard, Pretty Woman, and most recently Assassins. He's been seen on TV in shows like Midsummer Murders, Doctors, and Trolleyed, and of course became a household name, starring in Hollyoaks for four years as Dodger Savage. He also appeared on the hugely popular celebrity dance show Strictly Come Dancing, where he was runner-up in the 2016 series. We talked to Danny for nearly three hours back in April, just before he started rehearsal for Assassins at Chichester Festival Theatre. He obviously had nothing better to do that day, but most of our interminably long chat was indiscreet, legally dubious and possibly slanderous. So we've cut it down to a much more sufferable hour or so. One reason the chat went on for so long was because a very indecisive Danny chose not one, but two shows for his last shows on Earth. We also talked to Danny about being a theatre fanboy, his favourite type of dance, and Mark Rylance's willy. (laughs) So, please enjoy the necessarily much-abbreviated chat with the king of the samba, Danny Mac. You should not have invited a fanboy of theatre on to talk to Alistair Brammer and John Owen Jones about theatre. That was a stupid, stupid idea. About musicals. <laughs> on here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last. What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Welcome to the last show on earth, the wonderful Danny Mac. Hello. Woo! Hello. Thank you so much for fitting us in. I know you're really busy. You've just 
finished uh, Pretty Woman and you're off to do something else. Tell us about that. Um, yeah, I just I finished Pretty Woman near when was it two about two weeks ago now. Um, yeah. At the beginning of April, and um, I had a three week break. I needed to take some take some time before totally. before the next gig. So um, yeah, I've got like about a week and a half left now, and then I'm into rehearsals for Assassins down in Chichester. Oh, I love Assassins. Who are you playing in that? Uh, John Wilkes Booth. Amazing. It's a yeah. great little show that. It's it's pro- it's problematic. I think it's an interesting show, but there's so many amazing things in it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. That, and that's exactly the reason why I was like, I mean, even not even drawn to it isn't even the word. Like, I can't, I can't t- hungry. I think or, or starved for for a, for a, a a job like like this, a show, a, a piece. I think is probably the best yeah, way. So was Pretty Woman not like a Sondheim show then? Um, you know, surprisingly, not. It's <laughs> no. great in in many ways for many yeah. reasons, but it, yeah. it, it ain't. It doesn't it doesn't give you what what I think this show gives gives. The, the artist or the or the As an actor, yeah. How long did he do Pretty Woman for then? Oh my goodness. Um, I, I started, I, was, I, I became attached to that officially in November 2019. We started right. re- rehearsals in January 2020. And then we was only open for, I think, two weeks of previews and then like two weeks of, of officially open. Yeah. And then that was it. That Monday of the third week, we were told, go home. It's, a, it's a Bojo's told everyone not to leave oh, the yeah. house. So. Yeah. yeah, well, I was doing the Les Mis concert that night as well, and we got told, yeah, yeah. Same. Wicked. Who's directing Assassins? Polly Findlay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, yeah, who's done some, like, you know, some fantastic work and um, some good stuff at the National, and it's actually her first musical, oh, which is, cool. I think it's a great one to sort of, um, to be taken on as a first musical because of yeah. the, the the way, you know, the way it's written and, and yeah. hopefully the way it's going to be played, and she's got this amazing um, sort of new concept for it where she wants to... I don't know when this is going out, but she wants to set it at a kind of a presidential rally um, rather than a fairground like it's usually set at. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and so it's going to be, yeah, very, hopefully made very topical, you know, in the last sort of, you know, recent years of... Well, yeah, of course. Of mm-hmm. Trump's yeah. Trump's uh, takeover and then moving onwards from that. The concept of it is, is it seems really exciting, yeah. And, and yeah. I mean, the room, the room of creatives and artists that have, that are on board this gig are a, are a joke. Like it's it's an insane amount of talent. Yeah, I'm so I'm very jealous. It's one of those shows I've always wanted to do in some capacity. It's it's one of the really early shows that I heard when I was about seventeen. I worked. I had a job for the council where I would sit, I had to sit. I had to sit at a crossroads on a deck chair and tick off cars whether they went left, forwards, or right at a crossroads for ten hours. <laughs> John's. I wish you could see John's face right? now. <laughs> That's like, yeah, that face then, yeah. But that is like perfect for you, isn't it, Alison? <laughs> it was amazing. It's perfect. You know, the man with your skill set. It was set. 10 hours. <laughs> the reason I mentioned this, this job is because what I used to do, it was just when I was getting into musicals, I used to go to the library, get out like three musical albums and then listen to three full musicals while sat in my deck chair. <laughs> and and Assassins was one of them and I loved it. Yeah, that's the sort of thing I would have done. I'm just thinking about you listening to Assassins sat in a deck chair. In Exeter. That is so weird. That yeah. is just... At a crossroads. Imagine yeah. what other people must have thought you were doing. <laughs> yeah. With a high-vis jacket. Yeah, and a, yeah Very yeah. weird. Yeah, who's this yeah. guy just sitting there watching the traffic? He must be so lonely. Yeah. Imagine though, being 16, right? Being 16, 17, £10 an hour, which was amazing when you're 16, yeah. 17. 100 quid for the day. 
Just wow. sit on your ass and listen to musicals and, and go, yeah. that the, the the truck went left. Robots can do that now. They'll have cameras. Well, anyway, so Assassins is happening when? Tell us the date. So it's, uh, it's happening from, oh, this is off the top of my head. Um, June the 3rd till June the 24th. It's literally three weeks. Oh, my God. Got like oh, wait, wait, when are we doing that? Because we're gigging together, aren't we, Danny, in June? Yeah, the day we're after. Doing- Oh, the day after you finish? Yeah, the Sunday. <laughs> oh, my God. We, yeah, we'll be doing the Bedford Park proms. You'll be knackered, mate. Oh, I'll be exhausted, yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know Just why I Just think of that paycheck. It. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's He's a headliner, mate. He's a headliner. Well, well, well no, you know what? I did have words. I did have words with my agent about that off the record. I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm not sure I feel comfortable with this with this lineup and being in that order. Oh, <laughs> come on, mate. You've done, you've done <laughs> enough to deserve that. You're a Gavroche in Southampton in 1998. That's it. Do you know what I mean? I guess I've, I've paid my dues. I, the thing is, I'm the biggest fan of musical theatre and of, oh yeah. no, of theatre in general. So if I, it's it's really hard to 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 sort of separate yourself from the job you do and and being a part of it. Do you know what I mean? From the outside. And from the outside, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, that person, that person, that person. It's sort of weird to sort of have to accept as a person who loves musicals and is a fan of people that you are one of them. Whether you whether you admit it to yourself or not, you are now one of them. It's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, let me let's let's get to it now. So I knew I knew John long before he would have known me um, when we did um, Les Mis in Southampton. Southampton, you would have been on on the tour. You were you were then. I, I think if I remember honestly, I can't remember anyone's name right that I meet yeah, now yeah. five minutes later. Yeah, but I remember almost every single person in that cast, and uh-huh. I did it the following year in London. So funny. Well, and you I can remember. maybe remind me then, because we're going back a long way now. So I would have, I would have only just started as Valjean as well. So I would have been like 26, 26. That's so young. Yeah. To play Valjean. You were the youngest Valjean ever, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, st- I think I still am as well. I think, yeah. Ridiculous. I know. To take is, on the yeah. role full time. But it's one of those um, things, you know. He's always looked 40. <laughs> <laughs> that's the which tip. is handy now considering i'm 52 he still does weeks, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good i'm going backwards but that was a springboard for you right um, um massively more so more so mentally because i was like i was a kid from well grew up in born in Bom- in bromley but i grew up in bognor regis and down here although they're because that's where i live now um, I'm but you live back. in Bognor. Oh. So I live in Bognor. Yeah. So um, my in-laws live in between Bognor and Chichester. My no way. Done I've so I'm down there all the time. Just been in Chichester for breakfast today. With the oh, wife. mate, where'd you go? Um, we went to a place called the Trading Post on South Street, which is it. a lovely, good coffee yeah. place. That's great. Very breakfast. nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have so, you been um, down to the Lobster Pot on the front? Oh, that's fantastic. Yes. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah. That's very. Sorry, Alice. This is boring for you. Jesus. This is location-based chat. Bognor mm. is a wonderful place, right? But I never appreciated yeah. it until I was old enough. I spent my whole yeah. childhood wanting to get out because everything I wanted to do and dreamed of wasn't here. Mm. Great. Yeah, and I, I do tell people my in-laws. When they ask, um, you know, my in-laws, they say, I say they live in Chichester. I don't tell them they live in Bognor. I'm exactly the same. But it's terrible, isn't it? I know. Because someone just shouts butlins at you otherwise. Yeah, and it's Bognor Regis. <laughs> it's got the Regis at the end. But because it's got the word bog in it, you don't want to say it, do you? <laughs> yeah. What does Regis mean? Because there's a few. There's like Lime Regis. It's uh, the king used to go on holiday there. All oh, right. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Done. But it's a nice part of the world. And of course, you're working in Chichester Festival Theatre. It's like, it's a, the tiniest commute. Yeah, I think that's why they gave me the job, to be honest, because they don't have to pay me digs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is handy, though. I'll be coming to see it. Oh, please do. Please do. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I've been hounding Dan Evans like forever. I was, like, I was yeah. like, secretly, you know, trying to do it with all the pride in the world. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Let's be honest, going, um, 
like shamelessly, like get, get, get me a job, get me a job. Yeah, so this is Daniel Evans, who was the former artistic director at Chichester Festival. Exactly, Theater. yeah. He's an and, old pal of mine, but he's not even there anymore. He had to leave for you to get a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. So, he did. so in about twenty years, where he's working at the RSC now, you can get a job at the RSC, Danny. Yeah, yeah. that's it. When he when he leaves, as soon as he again. leaves there as well, yeah. You can play King Lear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I was? I was saying to I was saying to John before we were talking. John said, "How do you know Danny?" Then I went, "Um, we um, um." <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "We don't." Long story short, me and Al know each other from um, in person. Anyway, I knew of Al when he was in the cast of Les Mis because I think I've known anyone that's ever done that show for as long as I've been alive. <laughs> um, but I knew Al because we were both in the finals for Miss Saigon together, weren't we? For the recasting town. That's- that's not right. The, not the recast, the new, the new production. The revival, yeah. Revival, That's yeah. Well, revival, as we know. Which, um, which, as we know, only one of you got it, as we know. And I turned it down. So. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I decided it wasn't for me. <laughs> no, so, so the funny story is, so we were in the final and, uh, I mean, Al was, well, I mean, he is, he is such a lovely guy. Obviously, I wish you wouldn't be working with him, but. Just such a sweet bloke. But the funniest thing is they put, there's three of us in the final together and they put us all in the room. Like they brought, brought us in at the same time the and we all waited together. Like, and not only that, had the, the bloody tannoy on so we could also hear each other singing mm. on stage. Because it was, it was, at, was it at the Gilgood. So can you remember the third guy you had who was there? Yeah, it was Dave Witts, wasn't it? From who was... It was he in EastEnders um, for a bit. I can't remember who he played. And then he went, because oh, I know Dave I from, um, I, I met Dave a few times from the soap scene. And then obviously over in LA, actually, we hooked up a bit and we spent some time there. And then right. he, I think he came back and played P- Fierro over here in Wicked for a bit. Uh, right. Oh, okay. before me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes, of course. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's all connected. Um, it's, I know it's terrifying, isn't it? But anyway, that's where, that's where we, that's where we, we met. And then you very kindly did one of my lockdown duets. I did a little project during lockdown where I paired Broadway actors with West End actors and you and, it was you and Matt Doyle, wasn't it? Did a song from Bear? Yeah. Which was another funny, a funny thing about me being a fanboy. So it wasn't because of Matt either. Obviously, I was a, 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 a fan of Matt, but kind of without realising it, I was a fan of, of Bear and I'd, I'd known the music for years. Yeah. And you said, what would you like to sing? And I thought, that's a really funny question because I never know what to sing in any of these sort of occasions, especially like, especially as a duet, as a duet or as myself yeah. out of context of a show. Um, and I thought, oh, how about that song? And, and it just so happened that you had paired me up with the guy that actually played the part in that Originally. show. Singing that song, so I said it's so bizarre. It was almost like a uh, what? What is it? Those moments, um, like, like some sort of Scylla Black moment, where you pay, do you know what I mean? Where <laughs> yeah. you get to like, live your dream out, and I'm I'm duetting with a Broadway yeah. star who I've listened to since I was at drama school. Surprise, surprise! My God! And what's and and he now, of course, is a Tony winner. He's just won the Tony for Company on Broadway. Exactly. Oh, um, who did he play in that? He played the he, he played the. Uh, Pardon me, is everybody here because everybody's here? I want to thank you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what Johnny Bailey did. Yeah, yes, that's that's right. The award winning role, apparently. Anyway, listen, that's lovely. That was a lovely intro, but now it's time to get on to something we call Al's 10 Questions, (gasps) where we ask you 10 questions about your life and career so far. We could talk to you for hours, (laughs) but let's do this instead to learn a bit more about you, okay? You ready for Al's 10 Questions? Go, hit me. This is Al's 10 Questions. 
Dum dum dum. You played Mark Savage or Dodger in Hollyoaks. Dodger is also a character from which musical? Oliver. Correct. Question two. Your stage debut was as Gavroche in Les Miserables at the age of nine, ten or whatever. Um, but who played him in the 25th anniversary concert at the O2 Arena? Rob Match. Nice. Very good. Star and writer of My Sons Are Queer, of course. But what can you do? Which is a direct reference to the lyric from Les Mis. Yeah. Indeed. And a former guest on this podcast. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Question number three. three. You appeared in Wicked in the West End in 2009, but in what year did the London production open? 2006. Correct. Question four. You are a fanboy. In which of these years <laughs> did you not... In which of these years did you not win Sexiest Mayor with the Inside Soap Awards? 2011, 2012, 2013 or 2014? 2011. Nope, you won it in all those years. It was a trick question. <laughs> did I? <laughs> question number five. <laughs> you... <laughs> that was so weird. Question number five. You starred as Gaby, Gabby, Gaby? Gaby. Gaby, yeah. Gaby in On the Town at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. Complete this lyric from Lonely Town. Back on the ship, it seemed such a snap. You'd tap a girl on the shoulder. She'd turn around and she'd say, I love you. Oh, I love you too. Question number six. <laughs> <laughs> you played Craig in Sky sitcom Trolleyed. Name three other slang terms for drunk. Hammered, smashed, pissed. Very good. Very good. Solid. Question number mm-hmm. seven. You played Edward in Pretty Woman in the West End at the Piccadilly Theatre. Spell Piccadilly. Oh, that's a tricky one. P-I-C-C-A-D-I-L-L-Y. Very good. I always put two Ds. Well done. Question number eight. You became the first celebrity in Strictly Come Dancing history to score a perfect 40 for what type of dance? Samba. Correct. Question nine. You played Joe Gillis in Sunset Boulevard. True or false? Hugh Jackman has also played that role. True. True. Australian yeah. production, yeah. 1996. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, Sheffield Crucible, Chichester Festival, Leicester. Curve. No, sorry, it was Leicester City Football Club. Uh. Foxes, should have known that, mate. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Never mind. Not bad. That, he, he stubbed you at the end there. That's, he really hobbled you, didn't he? That wasn't fair at all. I know, no, see, having listened to this podcast, I should have known you'd do something Good. like that. Well done. What did you get, John? Nine out of ten. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's go back a little bit in time to Sunset Boulevard when you did Sunset because I, I I saw that production. I'd never seen it in the West End, so even though I auditioned for the original production of Sunset back in the nineties. I saw you do it yeah. on the road in Swansea at the Grand Theatre, and I loved it. Mm. Course, if I remember rightly, didn't you? Did you get down to your undercrackers on stage, I think? Oh, yeah. I don't get a job unless um, unless it means I have to take my clothes off. Yeah, me too. Me yeah, too. But I only do it in the auditions. But was that like your first, um, you know, really meaty leading role that you've done? Because it's a tricky score, that. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's... Um, well, I, I'm trying to think. When, when was that? 2018. So I, when I'd gone gone away, I'd, I'd done Wicked in the ensemble and covered, and then went away and did TV, yeah. and then I came, I got, got called back initially to theatre by Nikolai Foster. I'd had a really quiet yeah. year after I finished Hollyoaks, um, and 
and Nikolai said, well, do, do you want to come and, um, and play Warner for me? In I knew Nikolai from, from drama school. He had uh-huh. directed us at college. And then he said, do you want to come and play Warner for me at, at Curve? And I, I was like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready to do a musical. And, you know, Carly's just on Legally Blonde. It's her thing. And it was so good when they did it, you know, in London. I didn't know if I was up to it. I didn't know if I was ready to be on stage. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. Blank statement is it terrified me getting back on yeah, stage yeah, yeah. was yeah. was terrifying right, yeah. and um and he, anyway Nikolai convinced me that um you know it'd be a great idea and even to the point where I was like he was like if you get any other TV work or anything else just take it and we'll recast but I'd love to have you and it, I, yeah. honest to God I needed someone like that in yeah. in the business in the industry I think like we all do at a point that goes mm. we see something we want something whether it was for any reason just because it was going to sell tickets and I've been on tv or whatever but no I just yeah. think I, I just think well that's yeah. good. that's my insecurity sometimes but also I don't I don't care because I still need to do it well yeah so if you give me the job for that reason I'll be giving yeah. you 110 percent of what I've got I just wanted it to be good enough but you know what it wasn't the biggest part in the world it was a great um, entrance yeah. back into musical theatre and yeah. being in that in that vibe again in in that company of just brilliant mm. people. Theatre people are categorically the best people in the world. Like it's a <laughs> it's a great yeah. environment to be in. Um, so yeah. so that brought me back in anyway. And then I went and did Strictly came up and it was a it was a big choice to do that. But then after that, mm. I got I had a funny story after that actually about a job I was offered. If we ever get to it, but essentially I did on the town and then it was sunset yeah well i saw i i didn't see i didn't see your production sunset but what i did see and seeing as we're giving each other compliments (laughs) i saw the video where it was you sort of walking through the theater kind of backstage doing sunset boulevard and i was struck by how relaxed you were which is so the most important thing in playing a leading role is acting as if you're just are a person sorry can you explain this what do you mean a video What's this? Can I see there this? There was a film, wasn't there? Wasn't so there, what then? we did in um, during lockdown, we at the Christmas of I think of twenty twenty was it? Yeah, probably twenty twenty. Um, Nikolai had actually offered um, the chance for all of us, or asked all of us, the entire company, to come back and do a, a staged concert at Curve. Now that was going to be with a, it was going to be with an audience, um, and it was going to run for a, a, a few weeks. Um, but obviously everyone was going to be socially distanced. And if you know Curve, it's obviously two theatres back to back. He yeah. was going to lift out the centre center stage. And for the first time in the theatre's history, he was going to play a show in the round and have mm-hmm. used both auditoriums and, and separate all the audience. Um, and it was a great idea and it was a beautiful concept. And we were so lucky to have the chance as actors to go back to work in that time. But yeah. then <laughs> the laws changed again. And he was locking everybody back down. But thank God again for Nikolai and Curve and the producers and everyone that was happy to fund it. They said, how about then we film a production in the same venue and then we we play it out for live streaming. So he came up with this beautiful concept where we mixed theatre and film. And we even saw the cameraman and we saw the lights and the crew. And I mean, what a show to do it for. It's a show yeah. set in Hollywood. Yeah. So. It's so yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. For it that. was perfect. And, um, and that number, yeah. But I think that moment, the like it's so lovely that you said that about being relaxed and stuff um one i think for the character it needs to he needs to be that relaxed with his material um because he's he's such he's such a like sort of i always just think he's a lovable like bellend because he's he thinks so much of himself so he has (laughs) to have that i think you mean the phrase lovable rogue yeah yeah yeah, the lovable bellend i don't think that's an accepted (laughs) phrase is it yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry, my language is atrocious. I really should think about this. Sorry. That's not a bad bad ends, um, right? Okay, lovable rogue. Um, can we cut that in? We'll just go. <laughs> lovable. He's such a lovable rogue. Cut. All right, edit. Um, yeah. And yeah. He, yeah. he, that you need him to be like, he needs to be relaxed. However, I don't think I could have done that had I not done that run for eight months or whatever prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was so in it your really skin, gave, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it gave me that that yeah. the confidence, and I was so used to that song at the time. But also, it, it it enables you to play. I think sometimes it can, you know, John, you've got such like, and actually, you know, you've got this what I think is a credible instrument, um, and that mm. you can fill a room without a mic. Um, I think I don't feel like I have I have that as such. So it was actually really nice to have the microphone and the camera that close to me because it meant yeah. that I wasn't forced to try and project to the back. I could just bring it down um, opposite yeah, yeah. me, which which yeah. felt better. And I find that I prefer roles like that, um, where yeah. I can play it play it more me cinematically. Me too, actually. Me too. Yeah? I'm, I'm the same. I, I did a show called uh, Taboo, which was in a 160-seat theatre, where the furthest wall away was about three metres away. Tiny space. And you just get the opportunity to just sort of enjoy what you're saying and not 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 think how is this reaching it doesn't matter yeah just you can make it smaller yeah, did you feel right, you yeah. did the same as that. that when you were filmed for saigon or was that still played as normal no it was well what's funny is so with with saigon we we filmed it live on the night mm. then i went off and did uh casualty for six months so i did tv for six months and then they i, I got a call and they said can you come back we've got a few close-ups that we missed on at the time i was like um i haven't sung it for six months <laughs> but sure i'll just go and sing top bees and stuff that's fine so i came back and it was okay um and they said so here's the list of scenes you have to do and it was every single one of my scenes <laughs> was just a few pickups it was the entire show yeah. the entire show in close-up so what, what was nice was i got an opportunity to do both and they could pick and choose they, they had the wide and the the shots they had from the night and then they went in close for some of the more emotional stuff i guess wow very very cool So, Danny, we've got this little thing called Watery Words, which is a very strange skill that Alistair Brammer has, where he can tell you how many letters are in a sentence, um, you know, on the first time he's heard it. It's a weird, borderline autistic thing that he's got <laughs> that is totally useless in the real world. Now, um, all you've got to do is tell him three words and he'll tell you the number. So are you ready for Watery Words? Oh, yeah, yeah, let's try. Great. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill and prove he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? So, Danny Mac, what are your three words? Extraordinarily exaggerated compliment. Oh, 41. You are kidding if he gets this right. Is that correct? Count he, it. The strain on his face then was interesting. I've never seen that happen before. I literally plucked it out of my head. I don't even know. How, it's what because it they're really big words. Yeah. <laughs> Extraordinarily. Extraordinarily. That's just slightly longer. Than, yeah. What's yeah. the other ones? Exaggerated. Yeah. Compliment. Yeah. So count yeah. it up, 41. I, I, I mean, well, I presume it's true. Look, if people are listening to this and they, they can be bothered to count it and it's wrong, let us know yeah. and we'll probably just ignore that. Extraordinarily is 15. Exaggerated is 11. So that's twenty. That's 26. And then what was the last one? Oh, no, I was wrong. I was wrong. Oh, 
Oh, I see. I made exaggerated. I I made the other one five more. I went five out. Do you know what? I'll tell you what happens, right? This is what actually happens is you break it in your head. You break it down. So extraordinarily. Did it? Did it? So that's that's, that's the first time I've got it unapologetically wrong. I knew all the spelling. It was just wrong. I feel bad now. I feel like I'm just being a smart ass. No, no, no. No. The harder the better. Smart ass has got 10 letters, hasn't it? Eight. Eight, is it? S-M-A-R-T. A-R. A-R. It's nine. It's not. S-M-A-R-T. Yeah. A-R-S-E. Oh, you're spelling it arse. I was spelling it smart ass. Well, I said arse, didn't I? Jesus That's how we say arse. No, we don't. Oh, my God. Right, anyway. That's gold. That's gold. I can't believe we've ruined that game. That's good. No, listen. It was bound to happen sometime. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? It's a special skill to give you a thrill. And he's a real wordsmith. Give him three words and he can say how many letters they contain right away. What three words have you heard that you'd like to challenge Al with? Oh, what three words have you heard that you'd really like to challenge Al with? Obviously, you're a huge fan of theatre. I mean, if, if, if people take nothing else away from this chat, they'll know you're a big fanboy of theatre, right? So you're the perfect guest mm. for the show because we want to find out what would the show be that you would watch if you only had 24 hours to live. If there's an asteroid hurtling towards Earth, everything, life on Earth is going to be obliterated. But me and Al are magicians. We can snap our fingers. You can choose to see anything you want. What would that be? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so now I can guarantee you, even with it being my last show on Earth, things that you might have also realized about me is I don't shut up. <laughs> and I'm incredibly indecisive. You're indecisive. Oh, I here we go. Can't decide on anything, and I need a need to have the best of everything. I can't right. walk into a restaurant without like making sure the the, ch- the chair table's in the right place, and or and I want one of everything off the menu. Like that's who I am. So even and I guarantee, even mm-hmm. in, in this scenario, my f- I don't have a fight or flight tactic. I just have okay. What's the best thing to do if we just sit and ponder this for a minute? Even with an asteroid heading towards us. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need two shows. Not because I need to. And I mentioned this to Al briefly before we came on. Right. And it was like I can't decide because I've got exactly what my best show in the world would be, and my cast of which I've still double cast everyone because I can't decide. <laughs> I've also got. I've also got the show that I need to happen before the world ends, which is right. a show that I've. It's a production of a show that I think is 
destined to be on stage, needs to be on stage. I need to see it on stage, but I also need to be involved in making it happen. So I thought if I mention it, then if it ever happens, I will in some way always be attached to it that I came up with it. Okay, well, what's the one that currently exists then that you'd like to see? It's Les Miserables. Because it is the catalyst for for my for, for pretty much probably my entire life choices um uh-huh. most of most of them definitely yeah. professionally from the age of maybe picked it up the first time at yeah 8 years of age 7 or 8 yeah. God. and and then and that was when I watched the 10th anniversary concert yeah. because I was asked to audition for the show and the only sort of recording of anything we had then was either the album which was very different uh-huh. as well and the um that 10th anniversary which is also abridged wasn't it so there was lots yeah. of bits of it that that you don't really know because they wrote what happened in between the, the bits yeah, of the cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I first saw the show, when I was casting it in Bristol, I think you guys were in first, uh-huh. and yep. I got brought to Bristol to rehearse on the barricade and, and see it, um, I was like, oh, my God, this is the whole thing. And it, it blew me away. And, again, like I said, that's that's what I've been attached to for for my, my entire life. And also, I think, a great choice for the last show on Earth because I think it encapsulates what we – what being – being a human is what being yeah. you know, a part of society is and should be. And it is that our hero makes the first thing our hero has done is make a mistake. Essentially he's yeah. the villain. He's the guy. Yeah. It, he did it for the right reasons. We could probably all argue, but yeah, yeah, he yeah. made a mistake. He was a thief and he got locked up for it. Mm-hmm. But in truth, he was good and he was doing it for the right reasons. And even our biggest villain, who was probably what Javert, mm. um, yeah. if we did, don't count Tenardier, but you'd say Javert is he's he's the guy that's literally just doing things by the book as is written. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's yeah. he's technically a good guy too. And I think everyone in it is good. Yeah. Almost almost yeah. everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh, apart from some, um, at slight moments, everyone is depicted as good. It's just what person do you want to be? Yeah, and I think it's about choices. Yeah yeah, 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 you know, and it's about life. It's about you know who do you want to be and how do you want to make it through your life and you know how do you want to how do you want to be consider your life at the end of it. Epic, and yeah, that sounds that's that's beautiful. And what's your second choice? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what your second choice is, but before we do go into that, then the final words of of Lim is, of course, which might make it an inappropriate choice for your last show on earth, is the words "Tomorrow comes," but of course. It's the last show on Earth. It's your last day on Earth. So it's going to be like massively ironic and it might annoy people. Mm. It might do, but however, yeah. tomorrow will come, but it might not include you. Oh, yeah. yeah, you see, there we are. Ever the optimist. Tomorrow is for the cockroaches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the point. Okay, That's so the what's point. your other choice I'm, then? Okay, so I can't read you. I can't even read you out my cast for that, can I? No, we can go back can. to it. We can go you back can. But I, I, just, I just want to get the other, other half of this. So, so this one, this one I'm really excited about. Right, so this one is Hook. Uh, hang on, the Spielberg film about Peter Pan, Hook. The Spielberg film about Peter Pan, where he's left Neverland, he's grown up, yeah. he's living in yeah. the real world, but yeah. he needs to rediscover what it means, again, to be a human, to get back in touch with being his, his, his a child. You know? I'm sold. That's an excellent idea. And it hasn't it been that. The music idea, in that film... The music in that film already. It's just stunning, isn't it? And, and yeah, I well, think... it is in the film anyway, but not when you sing it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not quite the same. So, okay, so what prompted you to choose Hook then? I mean, you, I mean, you must have seen that when you were a kid as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I, got, I think we got bought a copy of that on VHS when I was a kid at Christmas. And 
again, it was one of those. We watched it and then was like, put it on again from the beginning. It was, it's, wow. it's magnificent. I mean, it's epic. And yeah, I didn't yeah. even realize Spielberg wrote it until, I'm sorry, directed it until a few years ago when you play it and go, of course he directed it. It's, it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so Hook, which are we going to let him just, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to let choose now? Or? Let's, let's I, hear I, your, I, let's hear your dream cast for Les Mis. Okay, right. Because now this is my thinking where I thought you might let me get away with it because we could play them back to back or we could play them in rep, right? So, because I can double, I can double cast most of the people across both shows, but there might be a few little extra ones. We could, we well, could always put put the wall back into the Leicester curve, and have one happen on one side, <laughs> and then the wall lifts, well, and then it becomes the the other one. And I'm just sat in the middle. Of course, just... we, we could just yeah. do something that people have done in the theatre for years, and have one as a matinee, one as an evening performance. How about that? Yeah, we'll spend a whole day there. Casts then. Which I've yeah, done right. actually, and this is this is another thing. When I the first, it was the first matinee and evening trip to the theatre I've ever done. Me and a friend booked a, a matinee evening and then another matinee the next day, and then went home. We booked oh, a, a night in London, and I was sixteen, I think, and we booked F- Les Mis for the matinee, Phantom for the evening, and then I think it was Lion King for the matinee the next day. And the right. sole reason we went was to see John, but John's <laughs> too good to do matinees. <laughs> What? No, oh, really? Whoa, 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 whoa! Which show was this? <laughs> this Phantom was Lame Is. You was in Lame Is yeah, at the time. Because as far as I remember, I wasn't in the Lion King. <laughs> um, in so, fact, you could have done um, both. You could have done the matinee and the evening I on both shows. Now then, see, well, I might just have been sick. You put. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I, I mean, I don't think I did eight shows a week at that point. I've always done eight shows a week as Valjean until I went to New York and I had to have an alternate. Um, so I just think you were severely unlucky. I, th- I think so. so and, yeah. and and we were. And, and also, you know what? I mean, we all know now, understudies are phenomenal. Worth the wait yeah, yeah, yeah. carry a show, are yeah. incredible. There's no problem with that. But when, when in your heart of hearts, you've gone to see one person specifically, and yeah. they go, this afternoon, the, perform- the role of Jean Valjean, will be- the minute you hear that, you just go, uh, I, I, that day, I went, oh no. Oh, uh, yeah. I know. And that's why they don't do it anymore. They used to know it's everybody back yeah. in the day. And they've stopped doing that because of all the uh, the groans and moans from the audience. And yeah. I totally sympathise. I apologise profusely. But you did see me do it loads when we worked together. So. Oh, mate, I used to lie on that barricade and listen to you sing Bring Him Home every day. And I got paid for it. Not very much. You lucky bastard. I know. <laughs> Honestly. It, it, I mean, it really is. I know, I know you joke, but I mean, it, it really is one of Thank the you. most phenomenal things you can experience, isn't it? Like, oh, that's, that's very kind of you. Thank you. To do that. So, really would is. I be in your dream cast for him? Is then? So, I'm the Valjean. I'm guessing. No. So, I've cast Jeff Layton. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Jeff no, Layton. <laughs> no, it's you. Of course, it's you. I've got to say though, Jeff. Jeff's voice, his prayer. I used, I experienced the same thing that you were just telling me about when I used to be on the bar. I could listen to Jeff sing the prayer, and his prayer was phenomenal, phenomenal. No, him and I didn't you. really get on. But really? I have to give him credit there because his yeah his prayer was amazing. It was um no it was it it was always you John. Thank it was you. always you. That's the most romantic thing anyone's ever said to me. It sounds that's that's very romantic. Yeah. You, are, you are I know I know <laughs> I thought we'd like that. You had me at hello. <laughs> so who else have you got in it then? So so well, you know what I just wanted to throw up. Okay, sorry I know we're getting on. Um, I just wanted to throw up one option because I think just because again I want to put it out there. Now you can I don't do think this, you want. Sure, don't sure. think this guy can sing it, but. Could you just imagine, just for a second, if Tom Hardy could sing? How yeah, good a Valjean would be? A good Chevet. Yeah, he'd be, well, he'd be oh, good Valjean. Valjean's good at everything. Because I he'd think be he's great got at both. I mean, he'd be great at yeah. both, but I think he's got yeah. 
he he looks nasty. He looks like yeah. He looks like someone that's been locked up for a long time and has got a lot of hate yeah, yeah, yeah. inside his yeah, body. Yeah. And I well, I mean, he, what, what was that film he did about that prisoner guy? What's his Bronson? Um, Bronson. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, but he yeah, also he's, that, yeah. he's got a good heart and a good soul. If you think of the way he is with yeah. with you know with animals and the things he does for yeah. for, for for people, yeah, yeah, yeah. especially. Animals so who dogs. do we want then, George or Tom Hardy? Look, I'm happy to give it to Tom. Let him have a go. Okay, do you want you... to put the voice of John Owen Jones into the body of Tom Hardy? <laughs> That's what we're going to do for for this exercise because I've seen John do it and heard John do it a lot. Yeah. Thankfully, um, yeah, let's do that for this exercise. So you've got that. Okay. Now. And what about Javert? Okay, now Javert again. My Hollywood casting is Michael Shannon. Yeah. Cool. Okay, that's a really good choice. Yeah. Really cool. Tall. Um, always looks angry. Yeah. Yeah, he does. However. Yeah. My my West End casting is is a Bertie Carvel. Oh, right. Who I know well. I've just finished filming with Bertie. Oh, I did hear this like on another one of your um your chats. What how, what what was it like and how was it? It's called Dow Gleesh and it's coming out. It's actually adverts are out for it now. It's on Channel 5. It's a detective series set in the 70s. No way. And I'm, you know how they've always got, you know, they've always got a bloke standing with them saying like, when did you last see the bucket? And then, sir, this woman's a bit fishy. I'm like his little <laughs> assistant, you know, his bitch. Oh, that's amazing. Was that actual script that you remembered then? <laughs> well, so, so when did you last, did you last see, the, see the, bucket? the bucket? This woman's a bit fishy. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> <laughs> The bucket one, actually, yes. The fishy woman, no. Wow, um, okay. But, but yeah, um, we'll cut that as well. A lot, a lot of this is getting cut. Of course it is. We, we I'm, I'm just having to chat to you both. I'm not going to lie. No, we have, no, we have a thing. We, we've got an off-cuts thing where we take stuff that's good that we can't fit into the main thing and we put it in a separate episode. I don't think we've got loads to choose from with this one. But yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we have. But uh, Bertie's incredible. He's really incredible. And he's, so, he, he's amazing in this series as well. And this is why I have good. to see him in my last show on Earth because he gave the, probably one of the most single fantastic performances in, in the best musical production I've ever seen. And I think Luke chose it as his show, but it was... Oh, Luke Kemper, um, yeah, Parade. Yeah, it was yeah. Parade at the Donmar. Yeah. Which, which yeah, I yeah. saw I saw four times and I bought a ticket for it once and I queued up three times for returns. In, and that was in the day when you actually had to go and queue up at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, I was, yeah. I was yeah. there on um, on my days off. And then I used to go back, go and work, do a day shift, and then go back to the um, theatre to watch it. Um, because it, wow. it just blew me. I'd never seen a show like that. I'd, I'd been, you know, I'd been brought up on these big West End productions or touring productions at the Mayflower down in Southampton uh-huh. or, or shows in Chichester. Yeah. And I hadn't seen a, 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 a big level quality of musical in such a tiny space before ever mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the show blew me away and Bertie's performance was like it was just so well cast so well pitched um and yeah. I accosted yeah. him actually in H&M on Longacre once because I saw him and I, I had to I followed him around he must have thought I was a weirdo and then I had to say I'm really sorry but you know I have to just say you were that, a weirdo and but, but it was yeah. for, for good reason <laughs> you, but you were amazing but you were amazing and I didn't know what else to say to him but like you were just incredible, and he was so lovely and polite. And then I went on my way. I bet he would have loved it. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. So, well, we we actually, I mean, we actually discussed this with Sam Barks, didn't we? About how you should always go up if you if you feel the need to do that, you should always go up and say thank you, because mm. you both get something positive out of it. Because that mm. performer that you're saying, I thought you were brilliant in that, might be having a bad day, you might have just lost a job or whatever. Yeah, you know, and you're both getting. Yeah. I, just, I just think you should always do it. I always agree. say hello. 
and always say thank you if you want to, you know. And and also, oh, and if in, then that performer life. turns around and tells you to piss off, then they don't deserve any more admiration from you, do they? So you've learned and everything. Now, also, I should point out while we're taking a tiny break there that if you want to listen to Luke Kempner's podcast, uh, where he discusses his last show, which we've given the game away here and it's Parade, then please do. All our podcasts are still available and always will be available. But this, I suppose, I should say, is my favourite one yet. Good. Ding. Yeah. <laughs> so um I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to preempt who's gonna be who's gonna who's gonna be playing Peter Pan. It's gonna be Tom Hardy. Okay, no, okay, so I'm, <laughs> if we're doing I'm, a double I'm not gonna lie, this this one is someone I don't think I could fit into my casting of Les Mis, so this one's got their standalone part. But but do you wanna guess? Do you wanna guess who my Tanadia is? Good lord. Um oh um I'm presuming it's a big star. Is it? Yes, yes, but off theatre. The way he's looking, are you going to say? You're not. You're not going to say me, are you? No, I'm not going to say either of you. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's just there's there's something in in your eyes. I'm like, are you gonna? You're going. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Tell you what, we've, we've, a lot of funny things have been said on this podcast today, but that by far is the funniest and most ludicrous. That you would presume that he would think that you, Alistair Brammer, would play Tanadier. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, okay, there was something I'll, in his eyes, I don't know. I'll put you out of your misery. Well, who is it? Probably given the best performance in theatre in the last decade is Mark Rylance. Oh, very good. No, he's a perfect choice. I mean, you're talking about Jerusalem, right? Yeah, of course. Oh, mate, unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, phenomenal. And it was so much more than I thought it was going to be as well. No, the humour in it. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I saw him do Iago as well at the Globe, and the the guy. You know, it's not. It's not a one off. It's not the the guy has got. Because I always wonder. Okay, you put. You know, you put good people with a good cast in a good environment in a good show, and you know how could they be bad? Um, but he's he's not. He's he's someone that elevates anything to a standard that you just. It's you know, yeah, but he's also he's also an actor's actor in the way that I saw him do Twelfth Night. Yeah, it was Twelfth Night in the Belasco Theatre in New York. I was out there working on something, and a very good friend of mine was in the cast, a guy called Paul Shahidi, who we should definitely get on this podcast. He um uh, he got me backstage, and the Belasco Theatre backstage has this huge underground cavity built under the stage to accommodate Houdini when he used to have elephants appear on stage. So he had this big area made under stage. And Mark Ryland said, yeah, I'm only going to do Twelfth Night on Broadway if I can take the original cast that I did it in London with and we can go to the Belasco because it's got that underground bit and we can have a big green room party area. So every night after the show, there was like pool tables and, you know, like bars and stuff and the whole cast and all their guests. It was amazing. And he only said yes if he could have those things for the cast. Incredible. That's very nice. Incredible. That's incredible. That's I've been lucky enough to meet him a couple of times. I even did a Cayley with him once, drunk in the West Yorkshire Playhouse. But I'm telling you, he is spot on for Tanadia. Oh, I'm, I'm so pleased you're a Lift that. Yeah, he, he would lift that. Amazing. I took, I, the closest I've got to him, apart from watching him on stage, was taking a wee next to him at the Olivier's. <laughs> did you? You must have taken a sneaky look, right? No, I, no, I didn't, because actually, I'm a bit shy. So I went into the cubicle. And then oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he was in. And he was in the cubicle standing was... next to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crossing swords, were you? <laughs> yeah. So, oh. so, you've got, so you've got Mark Rylance just 
Tenardier, what about Madam T? Okay, so Madam This T. is going to take forever. Can I just say, this is going to take forever. If we're going to go yeah. all the cast of Miz and all the cast of Hook, my God. Then oh, let's, let's, then just... let's, let's trolley, let's just whack them out. List them, come on, list them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so my Madam T, I'm going to add to Tenardier as an option with Sam Rockwell, but okay, I stepped away from that. Oh, another phenomenal performer. Phenomenal. Americ- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I need so... to sing it as well. Yes, so Madam T, yeah. I've gone again. I've split casted between Emma Thompson and Daisy May Cooper, who depending on who Tinard is. Brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Both Daisy May Cooper's a good idea. Yeah. yeah, right. And she's going to take it for me as well because it'll be the last show on earth. Yeah, yeah. she'll be fantastic. Um, we've we skipped over Fontaine, who of course is going to be my wife because the last thing I want to oh, do yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. not only yeah. obviously be with her in the theatre, but I'm going to see her play Fontaine because she's phenomenal, and nothing gives me more pride than watching her on stage and her rendition uh-huh. of. Of Fontaine, I think, considering I've seen it a lot, and yeah, it might be—I might be slightly biased—but she's phenomenal. She's phenomenal. I love. Yeah. Her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've heard. I'm going to run through the rest for the sake of time. Um, my Marius has to be Michael Ball back in his day. Okay, so, and what about Onjuras? <laughs> so my Onjuras again. Now I'm gutted I didn't see Bradley Jaden because he's a good friend of mine and he's a—he's an yeah. incredible talent. He's great. Yeah, he's great. But yeah. I've had to lock in Ramin. Who? Ramin Karimli. Who? <laughs> yeah so Ramin as who was it Andres Eponine and Cosette and then we're done okay alright well Eponine is Jodie Comer yeah okay wow my cassette my cassette is Patsy Ferron right very good okay right Patsy who uh, Patsy Ferron so I saw her in Summer and Smoke I haven't seen her in Streetcar but she's she's got a she's got something special that young lady and I think oh, she's okay. incredible so okay who else okay. have you got is that it Who's going to play so Gavroche, a, by the way? Oh, I'm going to be the Gavroche, but it's going to be young me. Most important role. Because <laughs> very good, yeah. young you. That's nice. That's lovely. <laughs> Your daughter's nearly two, isn't she? Two in June, is that right? She is. Yes. Yes. So, listen. The reason why I mention is because I've got a celebrity question. Um, it's someone that I know. And it's someone that you'll know of as well. No, I don't know them. I mean, only, only to get the message. But um, so this is a celebrity question from someone very special that was sent in just for you, Danny. Okay. And the reason that you'll, you'll see why I mentioned our, our children, because I've got a two and a three-year-old myself. Okay, here we go. Ooh, it's the celebrity question. Ooh, who could it be? Who's the celebrity? Question from... Hello, Danny! It's me, Mr. Tremble! I have a question for you. You were a finalist in Strictly Come Dancing! But what was your favourite dance step? There we go. How extraordinary. <laughs> Mr. Tumble. Mr. Tumble. I'm so glad he didn't do any sign language there. He wouldn't have understood what he was saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Isn't that cool? Mr. Tumble sent you a question. Man, I tell you what, I don't know if who's more who's more impressed, me or my daughter, right now about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, I have to say, Mr. Tumble, sometimes I love him. Sometimes I'm like, get that guy off my screen. <laughs> I've got, honestly, I have, the, I have the utmost respect for him, but I can't stand him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's what I mean. What he's doing is amazing. My kids love it, but I'm just like... Yeah. But that's how it should be, right? It's just not for us. 
No, uh, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, what's your favorite? What was your favorite dance then? What's your favorite dance, Danny? My favorite dance was, uh, in in truth, everyone wants me to say the samba, but it was actually the quick step. Okay. A quick step. Yeah, the quick step was a was a, a riot. It's the one we cocked up on the on the final, but um, it was. But in when we did it during the sh- the running shows, I think it was week three or week four. It was like the first time I really started to be less aware of myself and lose myself in uh-huh. the dance because I've like I've always been terrified of being me on stage or or anywhere. Give me a character, put me on stage, give me a role, fine. Yeah. Being me and strictly is obviously terrifying because not only you're doing that, you're doing something you're not necessarily great at and um absolutely yeah and it was like yeah that was that one the quick step sort of was the trajectory for me to go oh my god this is this is just like dancing and, and having fun and it was, it was fun great. yeah it was that was really special thank you very much thank you mr tumble for your oh, question yeah. and let's know let's jump back into hook <clears throat> let's get this wrapped up yeah we're gonna do hook quick right yeah yeah okay we're gonna do hook hook as quick as we can right but i've got the full creators right and then we'll get to the, the venue and everything and you'll see why it all works so hook the musical yeah yeah which i guarantee will happen and when it does we need to we need the world to come back to this podcast so i can get some sort of commission or or like yeah right yeah, you'd be yeah, a great yeah. you'd be a great captain hook um, yeah, I'm not cast myself in it, you know. Would you believe I'm not that narcissistic? Okay, who have you cast? Who's 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 Peter? I have cast. Now I split cast this, but I've gone between Hadley Fraser, who I think realistically would be the person I would choose. Right. Hadley, yeah. Hadley's got he's got everything that I think that that character yeah, needs, and I think totally. he's just a class class act. I love I love him. Yeah. I want to be yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then <laughs> the other the other one Everyone does next to that is is Andrew Scott. Right. Okay. Who is wow. phenomenal? Okay. Interesting. The amount of time you've put into this is unbelievable. Yeah, he's amazing as well. You would. You would. You I would... think he'd be. I think it, I. I would have cast him as Hook though, as opposed to Peter. He's. He, he's actually there as a backup to Hook as well. But when I've when, <laughs> I, when I've cast Hook, you'll you'll see why. Well, no. Yeah, you'll see why I've chosen him. Not chosen him. Well, go on. Who is it? Hook is um I've, again Bertie Carvel because he has to be one of them. Bloody hell. Yep. He's doing all right, isn't he? I know, I'm sorry. He's I'm guaranteed sorry. work on his last day on earth. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I wasn't sure whether he could whether we could get Bertie for the for the podcast, but I reckon if I say to him that he's that he's had his you know, that, that he's been mentioned numerous times on, on our on this episode and, and that everyone yeah. lo- loves him, he'll be like, Oh go on then I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. Thank me later. Yeah. Okay, good. So Bertie that... Carvel slash Andrew Scott. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um and my Moira is again my wife. Because that's, that's obviously okay. Peter Pan's wife, um, Wendy's daughter yeah. in the in the film. Yeah. Um, Wendy, I mean, we could actually have Maggie Smith as in the movie, yeah, yeah which would be fitting. But if not, Dame Judy. Ugh. But she also like she also actually is the age that she was playing in that film because she was only in her sixties when she did that film, but she was playing like ninety nine or something. Right. <laughs> But now, but now, but now she basically is that age. She, yeah. Yes, I just so, think the uh, the insurance needed to get a ninety nine year old onto a <laughs> a theatre set is probably astronomical. So you have to bear that in mind when it comes to putting this on, all right? Especially in the nineties. No, we yeah. don't. Yeah. Not, well, okay. not at this point. We don't. No, it doesn't matter anymore. Now, Tink, Tink, I've got, I've got a list of, I've got now. Tink, I think is one of those. If it's a full production, we've got a rolling cast for Tink because. I've got Jodie Comer, Zoe Deschanel, Sheila Atim, Rob Madge, Patsy Ferrin, Billy Porter. <laughs> Rob Madge, superb. That's Jesus, honestly. Say say that say that again. You have got Jodie Comer, Zoe Deschanel. Yep. Sheila Atim, 
Yes. Rob Madge, Patsy yep. Ferrin, and Billy Porter. <laughs> Billy Porter. Phenomenal. What a right. singer. And, and actually, I, I could even whack Beverly Knight in there. Do you know what I mean? And we can just go crazy on her solo number and do whatever yeah, we yeah, want. Yeah. Whatever suits, we'll just fit it, fit that, that song to the character, to the actor, uh-huh. as right. and when. Yeah. Um, Two Tools is Mark Rylance. Yeah. He loses his marbles. <laughs> I lost my marbles. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very good. And now this one, this one I'm incredibly proud of. Right, this is Rufio. And I I beg you to argue with me on this because I think this, this is cool as hell. Zendaya. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. She's unbelievable. I think phenomenal. She's talent. perfect in every yeah. aspect. Yeah. What what a talent! Amazing. So, yeah. so um, Zendaya so is my so, so she's the leader of the lost girls, the lost people, <laughs> the lost people, the lost, yeah. the lost, the losts, the losts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good. The lost. Those lost. Um, Smee is um, a toss up between Matt Lucas and Joe Trasini. Very good. Oh. uh... Joe Trussini, isn't he, um, uh, who's his dad? Joe, Joe Pasquale. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joe played funny, my... though, They've both got Italian names. But <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, well, Joe but had to different. change his name because obviously he didn't just want to be like, mistaken for his dad all of the time. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, he went with Trussini, which I think has got history in his family. However, he spelt right. it wrong. He, he actually realised recently he spelt it wrong, but it's stuck. <laughs> That's so. amazing. That's um, amazing. Yeah, he was. He wow. played my cousin on Hollyoaks, and he's, he's he's again one of my closest friends, and he's an yeah. incredible talent and an incredible. Man. Oh, incredible! Yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, yeah, and that. So now directing it is me, obviously. Um, yeah. But, and with with help from Nick, Nikolai Foster because he's been he's been my saviour, and in, in this yeah, industry. Yeah, Spielberg's busy, is he? Oh yeah, no, he's done his bit. He can yeah. go away. He's, yeah, it's he's, like, it's like, he's had a go. <laughs> he had a go. <laughs> it did all right. No, yeah, he, he, but no, actually, he, he still, it sort he, of didn't, did it? it? That's one of those films where it, it got pretty panned at the first when it was first out. It was kind of a, a bit of a flop, and then it's since gained this following that people love it. I absolutely yeah. think it's one of the best movies, and I love the story of um, of how it came about. You know, it was just his kid said, "What would happen if Peter Pan did grow up?" And it's just like he went, good idea, <laughs> done. Yeah, that, but that's but yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. That's the truth of all of us, isn't it? That's yeah, the point. Yeah, yeah. we've but we're yeah. all still kids. We're all still exactly who we were. We're just older. Mm-hmm. We hope. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, so yeah, that and I've I've had to put Rebecca Frecknell in because she just makes incredible stuff, and I think I could really do with her input because I've never directed before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So you, so you're there. To... I love the ambition, <laughs> yeah. the lofty ambition. That's brilliant. I've never no, that's, that's so you're going to be the person who just like stands there and just mm-hmm, 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 while they get. Oh, I get the. What, what do you think, Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get the final yes or no, but I get other people in to do it. But I'm in. You I'm finesse. in charge. I mean, I don't know anyone else like that in our industry. I can't think of. Oh, that, of that, that, there are quite a few. There are quite a few people <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and then the, yeah. the, the writers, the writers, um, obviously John Williams. You've got to use some of his score, but oh, yeah, you need the epicness have, yeah. of of Stephen Swartz. Um, I think like what he did with Wicked, I think is is epic. It's got to be that kind of level. Um, yeah, there's and, a magical quality, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, but and also Alan Menken is he is the sound of Disney. Yeah. Um, I, but yeah. I, I do want two different sounds for the Pirates and then the Lost Boys. So I was thinking Sondheim could do the Pirates really well. But yeah. then I'm thinking if we mix up for the for the Lost Boys, we go with like a Lin Manuel Miranda and Tim Minchin mashup. Yeah. Oh my goodness me! This is a this, hell is, of a... this is without any question the most ambitious one 
we've ever had. I think we can actually make it though. This this is my problem. I, I'm, I'm not taking this as like a, 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 let's just imagine the world, like for me, you asked me that question, the world is ending and I am going to create this show. That's yeah, yeah, what's yeah. happened in my brain. This is what we always envisioned to be answers, answers to be like. But people really? just go, oh, I just want to see, I don't know, I just want to see just Jesus Christ Superstar with Paul Nicholas in it. Because <laughs> I, I never saw it. And like, yeah, but you can see anything yeah. you want. Well, I'd like to see Paul Nicholas in a thong. Yeah. Well, I should take I should take <laughs> you, this, op- this yeah. opportunity to say I I know that you've cast Hadley and Andrew Scott, but um, I've just come back from New York. I said just October came back. I've just come back from New York, um, where I played adult Peter Pan in a new <gasps> musical called Alice in Neverland, which is a mashup of uh, the Alice in Wonderland story and the Peter Pan story. Um, oh, which is quite yeah, cool. Mate. So you know you, you've literally That's, got an adult I'm Peter not- Pan here. I'm not, I'm not going to blow smoke. I was I was scared of blowing smoke. I'll blow smoke up, up, up John's backside all day. But Ali, you you were you were genuinely in the running. Thank you. But next to Hadley and, and Andrew Scott. Yeah, I, fair I, enough. I, I, I wasn't sure. But this takes nothing away from what I think of you. No, you, no. you are an incredible I wasn't. I wasn't sure. <laughs> well, it, it sounded <laughs> well, like if, you were really pitching yourself for my musical. Yeah, yeah I was. I, I absolutely so, am. If Please. the asteroid misses and we have to recast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you can do the takeover, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'd be a hell of a backdrop that um, that asteroid just flying yeah, there yeah, over yeah. Regent's Park, which is where I've set the show. Uh, is that where you set the show? Open the theatre. Yeah, it is. Yeah, is that what you're setting yeah. it? So that's your ideal dream venue for this production. Of these I mean, can you imagine Hook and creating yeah. Neverland in Regent's Park, open yeah. air theatre with all the yeah. trees? Oh my yeah. god! And but also, it's I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm knocking out the back so it's like it's limitless depth and and the same right. limitless auditorium. So as many people want to come as they can. But that's uh-huh. that's kind of the vibe. Also, it's the most magical venue I've ever worked at and the most incredible experience I've had, I think, on it in a singular. I've got to say, production. right, I've worked at the park as well, and I, it's definitely up there with some of the best stuff I've ever been involved in. There is something very special about that place. If I had when to sign myself to down, a job every year yeah. I would there for the rest of my career. I would happily go, yep, sign me up every yeah. year. I don't care what it is, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've never been any, I've seen things there and I've always wanted to, but there's never been anything that was quite, uh, I was, I was in for, I was in for a uh, little shop. Um, oh, so are you going to, um, I'll finish that sentence for you. There was never anything that you really quite good enough to be in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I auditioned for a little shop, didn't get it because I wasn't good enough. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the way. That's the way. It it's always um, it's okay. always about how good you are. That's it. Full stop. Draw the line. Yeah, it's no, never. I, there's, there's no it's other. Never any, no, no, never no, no. That's that's the underlying nature of my job. Are there. you talented? <laughs> no, we know that. We no, know that. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so what would your um, what would your interval drink be? You've you've watched oh the God. first half of Lamez or Hook. Well, if there's and, anyone um, still listening, then uh, my interval drink would be. <laughs> you know, I'm not even, I'm not even people, joking. I'm sure. I've got four. I've got four because. Of course, you've got four. So, so I'm going to take. Um, I'm going to take. It's my. So I have a three course meal. To be honest, as a as a rule, when it comes to drinks, I go Bloody Mary first. Then I'll go Margarita. Then I go Espresso Martini for dessert. But then I'm going to have to take one in with me, which will be an old fashioned. So that's for that too. Okay, these are all really delicious do you know really, choices. Do you, know what, do, you know what, do you know what's really weird? Coincidence is I went to a bottomless brunch for my wife's birthday on Sunday and those were the three drinks that were available for us to order was Bloody Mary's, Margaritas and Espresso Martinis. 
So you could have come and had your dream drinks. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll Sunday. send you the link later, Danny. <laughs> have yeah. a cheap day. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Old fashioned. No, they're all pretty delicious. So, where would you go after to a restaurant, or would you stay at home and have dinner? Or have you, have you got four restaurants to choose from? I think I've got to bring. <laughs> no, I'm going to bring this one back down to earth, and I'm going to give you one. I'm going to my mum's for a, for a Sunday roast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're not the yeah. first. What's so good about her Sunday roast? Has she got any kind of little tips and tricks? You know what? The, the older I've got, I don't think there's anything particularly special about it whatsoever. It's just yeah. but, it, but it's my mum's. It That's it. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Get it. That's as special as it needs Say to no be. More. Right? I know. It's just the memory of it. Hmm. My mum's um, gravy was amazing, but she passed away and we never got the recipe. Oh, so, no. that's, that's, so that's, that's a memory a... now that I will always nothing will ever be as good as my mother's gravy. It oh exists now only in my memory. In memory. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and of course, right. So, would your mum be a plus one then, or would you be Carly, or who would you take? It, well, Carly's in it. Oh, so I, I, you can back. only have one, right? You can't have fifteen friends. Well, then I right? am no. not going to choose anyone else above my daughter, who I've who isn't old enough yet to yeah. go to the theatre, but. If it's the only time I can ever take her, I look forward to that day she, when yeah. we get to sit and watch. She the might show. as well and go and get her money's worth, which is frankly yeah. what she would be getting watching this. Yeah. So you're not, you're not taking her to see anything yet. Very pissed, huh? You're not taking her to see like Bob the Builder or anything like that. Nothing. Oh, there's no, 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 I want to start. I want to start at the top. I want to start like bit like. I've got no, to say I'll, right. I, the I, first I, thing my kids <laughs> ever saw, and they were only about four and five, uh, was me singing at the Albert Hall. And then the next thing they saw was my Broadway debut. Those are the You're first kidding. two things they saw. Yeah, I know they never bother coming to see me in anything. <laughs> oh no! See, you ruined. You should have let them see all the rubbish first. Yeah, my kids yeah. were one and one and two, and we went to see Mr. Tumble live. Wow! <laughs> you yeah. got a ticket? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, and they absolutely. <laughs> I thought loved you it. knew him. I thought you knew him, mate. You got free. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he got me a free. We went and met him afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. anyway good wow all right so that's your so listen have you made any decisions about which of these two shows you would like to see or what do you how are we going to make this work oh do you know what i thought by talking through it i think i thought les mis would be would be the one that would just teeter over the brink but i th but i think I'm, I'm really excited about hook I'm really excited so me about too yeah i'd much rather see that yeah so, um, and I love yeah. Limits as much as you, but I'd much rather see Hook. Same. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, John, it you sounds can sit really and watch interesting because, because unfortunately you're not in that one. Oh yeah, I'd be very happy no. to sit and watch that. I mean, well, that, we that often get that. asked to be in the shows as well, and um, I'd quite like the night off for my last night on Earth, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, we're we're coming towards the end of this one now. Um, before we come to your recap, we're going to do something we call Warhorse Whistles. Um, in the past, we've done something called Josh Groban Sings and Mandy Sings, which is where John or I do an impression of Mandy Patinkin or Josh yeah. Groban singing a song <laughs> like that. Yeah. And you have to guess the song. Would you like him to do that instead? Oh, well, I haven't <laughs> prepped anything, but I can. Look, I mean, okay. You can. So I do a Mandy Patinkin impression. He does a Josh Groban impression. Do a little bit of Josh. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, see, right? Yeah. Oh, then, or you can have either of them, or because you, you're so indecisive, we're making you choose, right? You can either have War Horse Whistlers, where Al does the whistle he had to learn when he had to call the fake horse in War Horse, and you have to guess the tune, or you can have me singing something, as Mandy or Thinking. you can have as Mandy Pretending, or you can have Al singing something. 
It's Josh okay. Groban. I've, I've heard you both do those. And am I the first one to get the Warhorse whistles or not? You've done it with... No, you're Second. not. Second, we just did it You'd with Barks. This... Yeah. <sighs> okay. Um, I'll t- I'll take... I'm more into. I'm in, I'm intrigued by Warhorse whistles. I'm too impatient to wait to listen to that one. So. Let me let me flip something here though. Can you do an impression of someone, Danny? No. You can't do a singing impression every, of anyone. Every every job is me doing an impression of someone that can actually do that role. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a second, mate. That is it. Um, oh. All right. Well, let, well, let's let's give you Warhorse whistles then, shall we? Yeah, please. It's Warhorse, it's Warhorse. You gotta try and guess at the song that he whistles. It's Warhorse, it's Warhorse. You gotta try and get it. I really hope you get it. It's Warhorse Whistles. almost like that's impossible what the hell is that you should know it's, that one Danny you should it, know it that it started it started like like look down how do you do my name's Gavroche and then it then it turned into Captain Bird's eye no. <laughs> I'm, gonna do, I'm gonna do it right I'm gonna do it one more time bearing in mind you should get it okay okay alright okay Nessa, yeah. uh, Nessa, Nessa, I've got, got something, something to confess. confess. A reason why? Oh my God! Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah, we didn't touch on Wicked. Oh. Of course, yeah, Wicked, Wicked, and it's I know. Um, this box um, little interlude during Dancing Through Life. Lovely. It's really hard because it's not even like a proper song. Song. It's like a bit. Yeah, that's quite niche. Yeah. I know. I just thought you might get it because you, you know, you, you played it. <laughs> but, uh, no, never well, mind. Yeah, never mind. Well, you I lose. Mean, I, 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 as I've discussed on this podcast before, I don't really like Wicked, so I was never going to get that. No. <laughs> well, I'm quite glad. I failed. I failed miserably at the uh, what three words, and you failed miserably at well, horse whistles. So there we are. Yeah. We're both losers in our own way. <laughs> but right, okay. So um, uh, I w- it would say um, that. Um, um, I, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> okay. Oh my Good. Goodness. Right. <laughs> so this is what you should. You no, should I'm, not. Right, let's, I'm should, exhausted. I can see. But you should not have invited a fanboy of theatre on to talk to <laughs> Alistair Brammer and John Owen Jones about theatre. That was a stupid, <laughs> stupid. Well, I've idea. got a show to do tonight as well. It's why is it three o'clock? I've got. I've got yeah. to leave in an hour for work. Right. Let's do your recap. Okay. All right, like, let's do this against the clock, Carl, because it's a long one. Danny Mac, your last show on earth would be... So are we going for Hook? You've, you've decided Hook. Yeah. Hook's the one. Right, okay, okay. Would be Hook at a limitless Regent's Park open-air theatre. You would have either Hadley Fraser or Andrew Scott playing Peter, either Andrew Scott or Bertie Carvel playing Hook, Carly Stenson playing Moira, Maggie Smith or Judy Dance playing Wendy, Jodie Comer, Zoe Deschanel, Sheila Atom, Rob Mads, Billy Porter or Beverly Knight or Patsy Farron playing Tink. <laughs> <laughs> you would have Mark Rylance playing Tootles, Zendaya, leader of the lost, playing Rufio. You'd have Matt Lucas or Joe Tristini playing Smee and you, Nikolai, 
and Rebecca Frecknell would be directing the wonderful music of Stephen Schwartz, <laughs> Alan Menken, John Williams, Lynn Manuel Miranda, and Tim Minchin. <laughs> and of course, don't forget we are also improving on Spielberg's original work. Yes, yeah, oh god, yes. You would have. You would have a Bloody Mary, a margarita, an espresso martini, and an old-fashioned in the interval. Be absolutely hammered to watch the second half with your lovely daughter, Sky, And then you would go to your mum's for a Sunday roast afterwards. <laughs> that is an intense well, night out, isn't it? Yeah, that's that is. That's pretty amazing. It's too much talent. We should have just started with that. That's pretty amazing. And then discussed. That's what we should have done. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. What, me just me just listed them. You live and learn. Yeah. You yeah, live yeah. and learn. I, honestly, guys, I cannot um, yeah. apologise enough for the amount I have just earbashed you both. <laughs> no, nah, it's great. This is what they it's call brilliant. in the internet terms great content. Okay. Yeah. It's great right. content, mate. And listen, if, if we have to if if we have to trim this into one hour, it's gonna be the best hour we've ever had. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Well look, you know, after a what was been a, an all too brief chat, we're gonna end now. <laughs> With um, the Billy Elliot joke. Now, we get guests to come on here and we like to finish on an upbeat note, you know, because often the chats get very miserable like this one has. <laughs> and, you know, apparently when you auditioned for Billy Elliot in the years past, you had to do a joke as part of the audition process. So to say goodbye, what would that joke be? What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? I don't know. What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? The people in Dubai don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do. Oh my God. <laughs> you didn't even do it right. He couldn't even finish it. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us on the last show on Earth. The wonderful and very indecisive Mr. Danny Mack. <laughs> Thank you so much. Oh, I'm going to bed. Danny Mac there with his very interesting choices for last shows on Earth. I think we settled on Hook, didn't we? What a laugh that was. Yeah, it was a great laugh chatting with Danny, and I really loved his performance in Assassins when I saw it. A great cast all round, in fact, and an excellent production. Well done, Danny, and everyone involved. Now, I look forward to seeing him when we perform together in concert at the Lytham Proms in August. Valjean and Gavroche reunited at last. Details of that on my website, johnowinjones.com. And as we mentioned during the chat, we shall put together a very special Unheard Offcuts episode of The Last Show on Earth, featuring many of our past guests, and release that at some point in the future. So keep your eyes out for that. Some glorious content awaits you, I promise. Now, if you like this episode, then please check out our back catalogue on Acast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or indeed wherever you get your podcasts. And also, please leave us a review wherever you can, as it really helps people discover the show. Glowing five-star reviews only, please. Please also follow us on at the last show pod on Twitter and at the last show on Earth podcast on Instagram. Don't know why the names aren't the same. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Now I'm down in Dublin right now working on a film, but John Owen Jones here, 23 years after he first worked there, is returning to work at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre in a new production of Lacage au Folle, aren't you, George? Yes, I am, and I'm very happy to be there too. It's not a huge role, but it's such a lovely show to do. It's in London's most beautiful theatre, and you'll get to see me as you've never seen me before. Intriguing something to look forward to there and we also hope you look forward to joining us next time when we once again chat to a very special guest all about their last show on earth on here we ask a question nobody dare to ask 
If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last. What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show on Earth?